0: Learn more at marines.com.
1: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone. This is Mike. Uh, the fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. All right. So tonight, I'm here with Jim Johnson. Hey, everybody. And Louis Ragoni. Hello, hello. And, uh, you know, Monday night, uh, Lou and I got a chance to uh, talk about that Baltimore Raven game, but we haven't heard from Jim. Jim, why don't you give us your thoughts real quick on what happened Sunday?
0: Geez, do I have to? Sure you uh, do. Yeah. We had to. It was yeah, rough. I know. I heard your pod. It was pretty good, all things considered. Uh, it was kind of hard to put much positive spin on on that game. You know, I didn't get to watch it that Sunday, and I did get to watch it as soon as the replay and the condensed version was available, and uh, boy, there's not a whole lot of good to take away from it. Our offensive line is uh, basically a cheese grater, and our our defense, you know, our defense, you know, I think most everybody thought our defense was going to be better than our offense, and You know the defense just did not show up they were they were slow they were off the ball they weren't making plays they couldn't stop the run they couldn't stop the pass it was not pretty but with that said you know i was you know looking at it and and going it back and forth looking at some slow motion uh there was a play that uh, Kenyon drake was on the Left side of the quarterback and there was a rush coming from the, from the right side and he had to loop all the way around. He picked up the block and that allowed Fitzpatrick to hit Mike Gusecki for that nice long uh, first down early on.
1: I think that was like the only block he made that game.
0: Yeah, I know, but that was something that, you know, he was several yards from the rusher and he did make a concerted effort to go pick it up, and he did, and it allowed a first down. Oh
1: yeah, it was a phenomenal play.
0: So that was was a good highlight for me. Um, You know, Raekwon McMillan made a nice run stop at the line of scrimmage in there, Uh, you know, it was like the only run stop, but you know, it was nice to see. Uh, Xavier Howard made that really good play on Brown, uh, down the middle that uh, everybody else had been giving up for scores. So that was good. Um, Devontae Parker had a good game, you know, three catches for 75 yards or so, and uh, that was great to see. But Eric Rowe, our cornerback, uh, it's just not pretty. You know, we've got Xavier Howard, but on the other side, we got nobody home. So that's something that's uh, going to be a problem, you know, moving forward for sure. Other than that, uh, it, was a, it was a beating that I, I don't really want to have to rewatch again.
1: Yeah, nope, neither do I. I saw it twice, and that was two times too many. You know, Armando Silgaro wrote an uh, article today or last night that uh, it's basically titled If Stephen Ross is uh, keeping score, GM Chris Greer is off to a rough start on the QB front. And he goes on to talk about how during last year's draft they chose Fitzpatrick uh, when Stephen Ross kind of wanted them to maybe consider trading down and drafting Jackson and acquiring more picks. And, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, them taking Josh Rosen behind a line that you probably can't evaluate him really well behind. So he he really gets on the team and gets on uh, Greer, and I wondered what you guys thought of that piece.
2: Oh uh, well, I mean hindsight is what it is. I mean you know it's easy to talk about it now because the guy just blew us up, the quarterback that he was. You know he was wanting in last year's draft. So uh, you know when you look at the game and you look at who we drafted and you see the type of game that Fitzpatrick had. And you see the type of game that Jackson had. It's it's easy to say that. And the report, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that goes on in war rooms all the time, uh, you know, battles back and forth. Um, I don't know Stephen Ross personally. I have no idea what his football knowledge is. I honestly don't. I don't know if any Dolphin fan does. I don't know if he's the type of owner that uh, Jerry Jones is to where he's very involved and he understands the game of football and he understands personnel and all that type of thing. So it's kind of hard to, you know, answer a question like that whether he, you know, he in fact should be involved to that degree if he is in fact knowledgeable, then then so be it, you know, maybe he does have his say. Uh, You know, for the obvious reasons, of course, he has a say. I mean, we can sit here and talk about him being the owner and, you know, he's he's running the show. But does that benefit the team, you know, by him having, you know, say in personnel moves that I don't know? Because, again, I don't know his football knowledge, how much he's involved with the scouts, how much he takes from scouts. I mean, maybe he had a reason. To be voicing his opinion and and his reasoning behind wanting the draft, he wanted
1: them. he, He wanted them to be more forward thinking.
2: Okay, well, you know, again, you know, I don't know if he he talks with scouts that are on the team and he's involved. To that point, Mike, you understand what I'm saying. We just don't know. Oh, no, I do. How I do. The, how the inside of this organization works. So,
1: and I don't. I don't think he's a guy that meddles. I really don't think he meddles. I. I think what he was trying to do was make a suggestion. Right. Uh, because ultimately, they drafted Fitzpatrick, right? So if he'd have put his foot down, they wouldn't have.
2: Exactly. And again, you know, this crap coming up a year later. It, you know, what, what difference does it make at this point anyway? I mean, you know, you're just basically throwing stuff out there, you know, for people like us to comment and, you know, other people to get all, you know, worked up about the fact that, oh, you see, our damn owner wanted him and look at what our GM did and so on. I mean, it, it's just nonsense. At this point, you move forward and you have Fitzpatrick here. And, you know, this was one game, guys. So just keep that in mind as well. I mean, he looked like a world beater against us. But, you know, just think about who he was playing against and let's see how he looks going forward. There's a lot of football ahead of us. So, you know, we can't sit there and base – you know, our our opinions on players, including Fitzpatrick on our end, after one game, you know, as we're one game into the season. So let's just see where it all unravels. Now, my only,
1: my only concern with Fitzpatrick is he's becoming a squeaky wheel. You know, he had his mother complaining uh, about how he's used. He's complained about how he's used. And now, you know, there's some rumor that he might be one of the guys that wants out of here. Uh, whether or not that's true, I don't know. It is a rumor. But my point is, I, I don't want to see a first round pick goal because they're not happy here. And uh, I would hope that his attitude is a little more understanding of the fact that we are a rebuilding program and he is going to be a key element to that program. And this is temporary.
2: Yeah, just the fact that people are speaking out just irks me to no end. You know, I mean, it's, you know, if you have issues, keep it internally, you know, don't put it out there. Over the course of this season, over and over again, I mean, that whole report about guys wanting at, wanting out of here already and talking to their agents. I mean, who is leaking this stuff? I mean, you know, if, if sources, I mean, sources, yeah, what, right? What sources, yeah. Somebody right. made what it up. So- I mean, usually where there, <laughs> usually where there's smoke, there's fire. It but, might
1: have been his mother,
2: but right. <laughs> yeah. The point of the point of the matter is, is that you know who who knows. Maybe somebody said something, you know, one player said something and it gets exact. You know how this goes, yes, you know, yes. it's it's all fairy tales, a lot of it. You know, one guy may have made a comment and then it becomes, well, a few veteran players. I mean, so it's like, you know, just just play football. You know, we know what I mean, the players have to know us as fans know what we're looking at this year. Or at least most of us are realistic. I mean, there are people that are still living in in
1: fantasy Fantasyland? In
2: Fantasyland, in fantasy land, you, and you Disney, not, Disney not World going, somewhere. We're not going to the yep. playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it's... Playoffs? You know,
0: playoffs. <laughs> the P you know. word, the P <laughs> word. Playoffs.
2: <laughs> you know, the, the point is, is that the players have to be realistic. The players have to buy into what we're trying to do as an organization and um, just go out there and do your job. I mean, Fitzpatrick, maybe will have some credibility if he starts doing his job. I mean, he was horrible on Sunday, and I don't want to hear shit out of him until he decides to start playing on the football field. Then maybe you can run your mouth after the fact. But I don't want to hear from you until you start making plays on the football field. And he didn't do any of that on Sunday. So that's my opinion on him as well.
0: Getting back to your original question Mike, uh Stephen Ross has owned the team for what? About 10 years now? I think he got it in 09 or so. 09 I think, yeah. Yeah. Um the guy has done nothing but pour money into the Dolphins organization. I mean, he's he's done as much as he possibly could. I don't think he's the type that rubs elbows with a lot of a lot of football types. I think he's a big business guy. Uh, so I don't I don't think he's got, you know, a lot of in-depth You know, scouting and people, personnel information on NFL type stuff. But it's his team, you know. You know, if you've got a big boat and you got somebody else driving it and you know you don't like how they're driving it, you're gonna smack them and say get out of the way or don't do that. So, you know, it's his it's his ship to sail. Uh so if he thinks they should do something different, I feel it's it's fine for him to voice his opinion. Uh he didn't fire Greer, he didn't stomp his feet and say no, he didn't really change anything. He, he just
1: made a suggestion.
0: He made a suggestion <laughs> and, and it you know, anybody tells me he shouldn't be doing that okay i'm gonna go kick your car and if you get mad i'll ask you why you know just you know if it's yours you you mean you have rights to to say what happens to it so you yeah, know, i
1: like that i like that analogy you
0: uh, know you know yeah
1: exactly i mean it belongs to him yeah. he you know he has the final say
0: exactly <laughs> you know so these people that say you know ross needs to get out of dodge and all this stuff i mean it, you know you're not going to let somebody tell you That you can't make decisions about your house or your whatever it is. So why you should, should Ross not have any say in what goes on with the team? So I think he voiced his opinion. It went a different way and everybody's still got a job that made that decision. So we just got to hope out, hope that they can work this thing out with this whole Minka Fitzpatrick mess right now.
1: I mean, look, I'm not a big Ross fan. He's made a lot of mistakes since he's been here. He does not He does not know how to speak in public. He really doesn't. Nope. He obviously, you know, did the thing behind uh, Sperano's back.
0: Yeah, that was a backdoor deal he shouldn't have done.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't go to Harbaugh and beg him to come coach your team when you've already got a coach. And, uh, you know, he hired Philbin, which turned out to be a mistake. He hired Gase, which turned out, we think, to be a mistake. And now he's hired Flores, which you know the jury's still out. Uh, but you know he's he's got to start getting things right. There's no question about that. And if people want to critique him, you know for for getting things wrong, I've got no problem with that. But uh, as far as critiquing him for making a suggestion, I think that's off base.
2: Right, and it and it's you know it's something that, that's a year old. On top of that, I yeah. mean we've got don't we have enough issues right now? I mean to honestly to be going back and worrying about stuff that took place a year ago. I mean, let's just go forward with it. You know, you got to just keep focused on the task at hand here and, you know, bringing something up like that just, you know. Well,
1: it's designed to, you know, throw fuel on the fire. Absolutely. The last two days before that, they were ragging on Flores for the defenses that he called, you know. Yeah. Like – like is more equipped to make up a game plan
0: yeah well you know when things go bad everybody you know it's easy to pile on the blame when things are bad you know and right. you get very few you know beat writers or or any writers really that want to try to write a part of positive article on a on a game that stunk it up so you know, it's it's you know, society in general just dwells on all the negativity and uh they eat that up like candy. So, uh, you know, that's going to be how it's going to be quite a bit this year.
1: Well, you know, it's fair to critique. It's fair to ask questions why. You know, why did we choose to have one safety back? But I think the answers are so obvious the question doesn't need to be asked. They were afraid of the quarterback running. Period. So, they did what they did. It didn't work. Sometimes that happens, especially when you're an inferior team. So, you move on. It's time to play the Patriots. That's it. So, speaking of that, uh, let's talk about the Patriots a little bit. Did, did you guys get to watch that uh, uh, beat down of the Steelers? I, yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, I, I did as well. And I really was a bit dismayed, actually, because... early in the season is normally when when they're
1: dead when
0: new england is trying to figure out what they're going to do how they're going to do it how they're going to execute it and and shaking the rust off and i gotta tell you i was like oh man here we go this isn't going to be pretty next week because they were they were clicking on all cylinders they looked good you know the steelers were kind of flat on their feet kind of you know like they were shaking the rust off uh, but the Steelers are a perennial playoff team, and the, the, the Patriots took their lunch money. So, Is
1: it fair to say the Steelers have more talent than we do?
0: Uh, maybe just a little teeny bit. Yeah,
1: I think that might be fair to say.
0: With
2: that being said, Mike, the Patriots come down here every year with a lot more ta- talent than we have, and somehow, some kind of way, we tend to beat them. So... You know it is what it is. I mean, we've had games where they would they, they All had a right. ton All right. more. Hold attempt. on,
1: it took a miracle last year.
2: Regardless, we stood in the game. I mean yes. that 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 game wasn't won on just one play. I know that. I'm I mean, you know, I mean, granted, it was a miracle at the end of the game, and we did pull it out. But there were plays across the board in that game last year that we you know we stood in it the whole way, and we tend to do that. So. You know, no matter who's been coaching over the last so so many years, you know we always tend to play. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen. This oh week, man, I was
1: looking forward to your prediction. Now you ruined it.
2: No, they've they've sus- they have surprised us in the past. I'm trying to be as positive as possible. <laughs> you know because this has happened before. I mean they've come down here it late has. late in the season where they absolutely needed to win the game to keep home field advantage for themselves in the playoffs, and they failed. That's right. And we beat them with a lot less talent. So, you know, with that being said, you know, Not you less. that's why you play the game on Sunday. But, um, you know, again, it was one week of football, guys. I mean, you can go across the board. There were a lot of teams that were disappointment. I mean, the Cleveland Browns were horrible. Um, you know, there yes, were but- – the, the Jets – threw a stink bomb out there late in that game, and Buffalo went into hey, New York and won. Hey, Lou, so. I can't let yes. this –
0: this one thing you just said, I can't let this go. You said a lot less talent, a mm-hmm. lot less talent than than what we have now.
2: Yeah. I mean, New England's uh, always a talent, more talented team than no, no. no, no, no. Than you we said
1: we've, we've, we've gone in with less talent than one.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. If I did say that – Delete it off
0: of (laughs) (laughs) I I just couldn't I had to double check on that one because that was a lot
2: lot less talent than what New England has. Oh that's year in and year out. That's what I meant. We play them year in and year out with a lot less talent and we found a way to beat them. So you know that that's the way I look at the game, you know, in a positive way now. You know,
1: n- let me just say this, it, no sport to people overreact to one game than NFL football.
2: Absolutely, because there's just few Mike there's only 16 games. That's why every game is of the utmost importance and that you know, in baseball they play 162, you know, hockey, basketball, there's a lot,
1: you know. I get all that, on. but they still over-backed. Oh, absolutely.
2: Well, they have a week to talk about it, yep. and you know, it just everything's just overblown. You're never as bad as you look, and you're never as good as you look. And that's my point here. I mean, New England looked like a world beater the other night, and we looked horrible the other day. But you know what? Let's see what happens come Sunday. Hopefully we play a little bit better football game. Um now, what was your
1: question, Mike?
2: Well I forgot but- it.
1: <laughs> uh, my my question is this if, if you are Miami How would you attack New England? Hey guys, I wanted to break in here real quick Just to ask a favor of you On the app that you're listening on uh, If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show And uh, if you didn't know We do, we do run a Facebook group uh, It's Miami Dolphins number one That's hashtag one We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, Let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week.
0: Well, that's the same same basic philosophy that you've always had to attack Brady with, and that's pressure in his face.
1: We're not going to be able to do that. So what's plan B?
0: There is no plan B. I mean, nothing else works with Tom Brady. we've we just tried to you know i mean we can
1: disguise some blitzes and stuff like that but you're not going to be effective doing that all game long
0: oh no doubt no doubt but uh, you know i really don't see our secondary being effective against tom brady and 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 the julian edelman's out there uh he's had great success but if you can't get in his face in brady's face up them with 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 pressure in the middle He's going to pick you apart, and you know you can go with some zone coverage and and hope to intercept the ball. But man, if if we can't generate some some a gap pressure, it's going to be just as bad, if not worse, than the Baltimore game.
2: I this is the way I would attack him, Mike. You put Xavier on Josh Gordon, and you put Fitzpatrick on Edelman. And then you work it from there. You try and to eliminate. What
1: if Antonio Brown plays?
2: If Antonio Brown plays, then Xavier Howard's got to cover one or the other, and you're gonna, you know, it's it's a definite disadvantage. That's, I mean, Antonio Brown right now, I I, I don't see him playing.
1: I don't either. with the,
2: with this you know with this current thing, and he's only going to have a few practices in. But the the what I'm getting at is this: is that if if, in fact, he plays, then obviously that's going to change your strategy. But right now, if they were going to line up, I would I would put Xavier on Josh Gordon and put Fitzpatrick on Edelman in the slot, and then you work it from there. Maybe you do send some blitzes at him, disguised blitzes. The problem that I foresee going into this game is more so them stopping the running game of New England and... The short passing game to the running backs because on the outside between our ends and our linebackers, they did a horrible job last week. Now, New England doesn't have Gronkowski anymore down the middle of the field, so that's a positive. But if you're not going to stop their running game, and Michael's going to be able to run the ball, and James White is going to catch the ball out of the backfield and have Michelle. ten catch, uh, uh, Sunny Michelle, okay. and you're going to have James White out of the backfield, you're going to, you, you know, you're going, you're going to struggle. It's that simple. And then when he play actions and he's able to throw the ball down the field, you know, it just sets that up. So. You know, the first thing you have to do is play those two guys man to man, and you got to hope that they come out on top in those situations. A couple of years ago, if you remember, Xavier Howard, I don't remember what receiver he was on. I believe it was Brandon Cooks. And Howard played a man to man and just completely shut him down on that night game. Yeah. And Brady yeah. went to him over and over. And that was uh, Xavier's kind of outcoming yeah, party.
0: Yeah, he had two interceptions that game. Yeah, two interceptions.
2: He played a phenomenal game, and he just shadowed him and played him man-to-man. And that's how you do it. You know, if those guys beat us man-to-man, then so be it. But you got to put the faith in Fitzpatrick, who's a number one draft pick, and Xavier and Howard, who's got a big contract and then you go from there. Those are two of your better players. You try to eliminate two of their better players, and then you hope that the rest of the team plays some solid defense around those guys. That's right. the way to do it.
1: And what about on the other side of the ball?
2: On the other side of the ball, if Antonio Brown, oh, on offense? Yes. We'll let Jim talk for, for a bit about on the offensive side, and then I'll follow him up.
0: Well, the key, again, is hoping that our offensive line can play a little bit better on that o-line i mean they were they were even when they did hold a block they were still pushed two or three four yards back into the quarterback so their guys weren't going free but they were already collapsing the pocket the patriots looked very good on the defensive line against the steelers who have a a a lot better offensive line than what we do so that's going to be a a tough chore Uh, granted it'll be hot and miserable down in Florida and that may help us a little a little bit slowing that defense down but we're gonna have to find a way to be able to try to run the ball somewhat effectively or you're gonna have to be able to know that those defenders are going to get into the backfield and you're gonna have to spring some screen plays or short passing that's planning on that pass rush so that you can get into that empty area right behind that rush so you're going to have to attack that with the quick passing and the run plays that, that can be successful. Uh, the only way to be successful with it is to try to slow those defenders down. And if you can't run it, they're just going to keep coming and coming and coming. So that offensive line is the whole key. And after that, it's uh, kind of a waste of breath. <laughs> yeah.
2: I... Uh... I don't have a lot of faith in the running game. You know, with the offensive line, I think it's going to be a struggle. I think that they'd be smarter to go to a very short passing game and then go a little bit deeper at times. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I think our best... Game plan going into this game is for Fitzpatrick to just drop back and throw the ball fifty times. I I just can't. I think we're going to be wasting our time running the football. I think we're going to be putting ourselves in a second and ten, second and nines. You know those type of situations. I just don't see us running the football on this team. I think that if they maybe use uh, Bellage and Drake in the backfield at the same time. And maybe throw in the flats, have extended sort of handoffs, you know, have them in patterns down the field. Maybe keeping the tight end in a little bit more to, you know, help block, and and then once in a while, maybe Fitzpatrick can create and get the ball down the field because he did a pretty good job last week in that situation. He was able to get some really nice throws down the field. A couple we completed. And a couple, we didn't. Uh, the, the pass to Williams in the end zone. You know, we talked about that on Monday. Uh, that was a very good throw, and he tends to do a pretty good job on the duress. Um, I just think that we're going to be wasting our time trying to run the football. I mean, it's sad to say, but I, you know, I, I think we're just better off just airing it out. If you know, if we're going to move the football at all,
1: well, they have to ball control.
2: They do, Mike, but, I mean, do you honestly see it? Because I don't. I really don't. I mean, I think they'd be smarter to get Wilson and and even Grant in the well, slots. You, can, you can ball
1: control through the air. To a oh, point. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yes, but no
2: question. That's what I'm saying. They have the ball
1: control. But the problem yes. is, and the problem as I see it, is this is a much better secondary man-to-man than Baltimore's.
0: Yes, no question. Yep. Yeah.
1: So it's going to be more difficult and there's probably going to be a few more turnovers so right. they're going to have to be careful.
2: Well, that's why I'm saying you throw in the flats to the running backs, maybe you throw to the guys in the slot. You just got to get a pass, some type of pass down the field. It doesn't have to be 15 yards, 10 yards. It can be 5 yards, you know, just and then once in a while throw that ball down the field, you know, try to get your receivers to beat their corners man to man. I mean, listen, they have really good they have a good secondary, but it it's not like, you know, you're going against Ty Law and um and uh what's Revis out. No, there, but the group you know. of them
1: the group of them are very good combined is what yes. I'm yes. saying. They don't have a guy who you can say, hey, we can really pick on him.
2: Yeah. No, no, there's no question. Maybe their slot guys aren't that great. But the point of the matter is, is that I think their defensive line will control our offensive line and I think that running the football is just going to be a waste of time for us. Now, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. You know, maybe they can push some people around, but I think that the best way to attack them is going to be like a ball control passing game, Mike, like you mentioned. I wasn't saying we got to air it down the field on every play. I, you know, I like I, I was saying that You get like a controlled short passing game. And then once in a while, when they start sitting on it, Fitzpatrick is capable of getting the ball down the field. To Grant. To anybody. (laughs) I don't care who it is. I don't care. Grant
1: Grant needs to make up for last week. Yeah, he um, has to
2: have a good game. Right. Well, a lot of them do. You know, a lot of guys have to step up. Um, You know, the guys in the backfield. I mean, listen, Balazs had a nice catch out of the backfield as well. You know, once he got the ball in the flat, he had a nice 12-yard gain on that. So, I mean, you're going to have to do a little bit of that. You know, you're going to have to have extended. you got to get these guys on the outside because, I mean, it's going to be a struggle. Number
1: one priority, as far as I'm concerned, is keeping Brady off the field. They have got to find a way to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I'd be doing is a lot of those plays were busted, like, as soon as they snapped the ball. I'd be leaving Fitzpatrick in the shotgun and absolutely and leaving the new fullback in there and and trying to see if that power run will work at all even if it's on an edge or corner uh, pick their weakest link in the defensive line and and see if you can make something work because it I I'm kind of in Mike's camp if if you can't get a few first downs and keep Brady off the field yeah, uh, you're gonna be you're gonna be toast. So well,
1: that's how you win it. You keep Brady off the field, and yeah. you get a couple of turnovers when he's on the field, and now you've got a fighting chance.
0: Exactly, and that's to my
2: point in regard to running the football. I think that you know if we if we attempt to run the football and we're not aggressive, then it's going to be a three and out, and that that's my concern. You know, I'm looking at this. Where, yes, you control the football. You don't, you know, I'm not talking about throwing balls 60 yards down the field, but keeping a short, controlled, Passing game and getting guys involved and getting first downs and keeping them off the field a little bit if we try to run the ball on first second down and you know I, I just think we're going to wind up putting ourselves in third and long situations and second and long situations and it's going to be a struggle I think they have to come out and be somewhat aggressive i mean there's not we're not going to beat these guys man to man we're just not. Um, you know, it's, we didn't do it last week, and I think this defensive line's uh, better as well. You know, along with New England's secondary, I think their defensive line and linebackers are a little bit better. So I would agree. You know, so
0: yeah, it's not going to be easy. That's no, for sure. it's not. There's but, no uh, question. And I would probably mix it up where I might consider passing on first down and then going to your yeah. run game. Just just to try to throw any monkey in the wrench there to to keep them off guard a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if you look back at the, the game Cutler had, you know, when we played New England and beat them, again, another game we were supposed to lose, uh, they were extreme, Gase was extremely aggressive in that game. And it was an incredible game plan. They were passing on first down. They had guys in motion. And it wasn't a situation where they were airing it down the field. Now, once in a while, the tight end would get behind the linebacker and they'd, you know, get a 15, 20-yard gain but for the most part they had guys in motion they were doing end the rounds to the guys that were in the slots uh, you know those are the type of things they're going to have to do if we just line up in running formations and attempt to run the football i think we're just shooting ourselves in the foot you know, we have to be aggressive, and we have to keep them off balance, Jim,
0: just like you said. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I don't know do if it. Cutler had
1: something against Belichick, but that was the uh, game of his life as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
0: he was, he was pretty motivated in
2: that game, wasn't he? He was, and it was a great game plan. If you remember, there was guys in motion. New England couldn't figure out what the hell was going on, and that's what they're going to have to do now. It's going to be interesting because, obviously, our head coach – is familiar with everything that New England does. So let's see if that factors into this, so, you know. Um,
1: well, isn't the reverse also true? Yeah. Well, well no, not
2: necessarily, Mike. I mean, well, he they doesn't. Know, they know how he thinks. They know how he thinks in regard to what side of the football. Defense. Right, exactly. So I'm talking more, we're talking offense right now, Mr. Fink. The problem is, can, <laughs> can we execute any of these plans? Well, that that right—that's the whole thing, Jim. Is that you have to execute, and um, you know, th- obviously, when you're <laughs> you're short on talent, that becomes a major, major issue. But on the offensive side of the football, we do have some skilled players that are that are good. You know, we just have to get the ball to them somehow. We have to find a way to get the ball to our playmakers, Drake. You know, even Belage in the flat. Uh, maybe Giusecki down the middle of the field, and then of course you know the receivers. You know Grant and and Albert Wilson were not a part of last week, and they have to step up and play better. Yeah, uh, and
1: Parker well, needs to keep making catches, right, high pointing the right. ball. Absolutely,
2: and, uh, you know. And then you you go for the you know you go for the ball down the field, Mike. Yeah. Yep. So all right, we'll see.
1: guys, have you got any topics you'd like to uh, bring up, Jim? Why don't we start with you?
0: Uh there's a lot of talk about there out there about players wanting to leave the team and and calling their agents and looking for a way out and I'm not sure I buy into that I mean there there was supposed sources that said you know several players had called their agents and you know there was never a source revealed you know some names have been thrown out there the Minka Fitzpatrick the Rashad Jones all of these things and know and then you get guys like Daniel Kilgore and Jerome Baker you know stepping up to the plate and saying you know if you don't want to be here that's we don't want you here either you know so uh, you know when things start to go bad everybody starts throwing throwing knives so it's going to be ugly and if we if we continue down this path yeah some of the vets You know maybe they're not going to be that into it you know like uh, rashad jones you know he had a bad time last year and and you know he's still with the team basically because his contract was so big but rashad is a great player when he applies himself and he he was rated good in the game against Baltimore. He just didn't get many snaps. But Jim, when you get your butts
1: kicked fifty-nine oh to yeah, ten, I think you're gonna have an emotional response. Exactly.
0: To that. And that's what I'm getting at. You know, all of this negativity is because we've we've gotten rid of a bunch of people's uh favorite players and people that you know they've bought jerseys for and so there's a lot of hurt people out there and they're and they're upset and they're having a lot of knee-jerk reactions so
1: well i was talking about the players having knee-jerk reactions, exactly
0: yeah but it all it all boils down to the same thing basically because the players the players are people too and we put them up on these pedestals and it's like man it's like you know after that beatdown it's not a happy time going to work Monday morning, because there's not going to be anything good to do Monday morning. It's going to be work, 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 work. So, you know, I get it. I'm sure there's, you know, like you said earlier, where there's smoke, there's fire, but, you know, nothing has come out. So I don't know how much uh, of that was actual uh, truth, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, it may have been squashed. I mean, you know, if Flora sat down with whoever it might have been and, uh, you know, made nice, it's possible that, it's blown over. But we'll see. I mean, you know, a few more bad losses and it could creep right back to the surface. Lou, anything you wanted to bring up?
2: Uh, You know, I, I hate the fact that the coaching staff, our head coach, is it was getting questioned after one game and there's doubts in a lot of the Dolphin fans' minds at this point. I think that, you know, everybody just, like Jim said, you know, everybody's a little, a little emotional, especially after a blowout loss. You know, have have some faith in what they're trying to do as an organization and, uh, you know, don't overreact after one game, Uh, you know, all the talk about him and, you know, it's, it's really, really frustrating. Uh, Give the guy an opportunity. And, um, you know, the talk about Rosen, you know, being the starter and this and that, and I know you've gone back with a few, you know, gone back and forth, with a few people on Facebook in regard to it on the site. And, and the thing about it is this, is that, you know, the coaching staff, again, understands what we have in regard to an offensive line. And um, you can't put Rosen in that situation. He's not that type of quarterback. And if you look around the league, and I think you mentioned this again on the website, Mike, uh, on the Facebook page, I should say, Uh, you know, you look around the league and you see some of these other quarterbacks and what they do. Um, The kid Watson throwing the football and running with the football. His first touchdown the other night was incredible when he cut back, dove into the end zone. The point is, is that Rosen is not that type of player. He's, He's more of a pocket passer and you're setting him up to fail if you put him in that situation. There's just no way. Fitzpatrick handled it extremely well under the situation. You know, he was under pressure consistently and he did a good job and there's no way Rosen is in fact going to do that. I mean, that loss could have been a lot worse if Rosen was starting that game. And honestly, what would you be benefiting from it? I mean, Rosen's not going to benefit from it. The team's not going to benefit from it. So, you know, again, you know, chill out with the, um, you know, the Rosen thing, let Fitzpatrick, do what he's got to do, and you know what? Eventually, you're going to see Rosen because there is no way in hell Fitzpatrick is getting through this whole season. There's just no way in hell.
1: No, and they're not not going to want him to. They're going to want to see Rosen as well, but I think they want to prep him as best they can first.
2: Well, they better prep him pretty quick, Mike, because if Fitzpatrick continues to take the beating that he took last week, he's not going to be long for the season. It takes one play, and... He got hit on numerous, numerous occasions. So,
1: you know, it may be sooner than they think. He handled it pretty well. Oh, there's no question
2: about (laughs) it. The guy's a gamer. You know, there's no question. Uh, You know, his effort, you know, we talked about it on Monday. But, you know, it it takes one hit and, you know, he's not a big guy. So they better be preparing him sooner than later because I have a feeling that Fitzpatrick at some point, is going to wind up, you know, losing, uh, you know, losing a couple games here or there due to injury because it's it's just ugly out there. So yeah. well, we'll see.
0: Well, they did pay Rudock a lot of money to stay on the practice squad, so I think they, yeah, they're kind of. Oh, well, that's why he's there. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, I that makes so, sense. I think they're Absolutely. they're kind of thinking that may happen uh the only other thing i want to say before we get done here is we do have a lot of new moving parts players on this team on both sides of the ball and a lot of them came in literally three or four days before this first game so things will improve as far as communications and things but you know it's not gonna be a fifty fifty you know win loss year it's It's not gonna be that good. Our original two, three, four wins will be uh, kind of a best case scenario at this point
1: yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna it's it, it's gonna be okay okay oh, yeah it's gonna it's gonna be okay. I know it doesn't look like it's gonna be okay right now, but it's gonna be okay. People just need to sit back, watch the young kids develop. And it will be okay. This has worked for several franchises, so there's no reason it can't work for hours. We just need to sit, relax the season. Whatever happens on the field this season happens. Let's get to the draft, find us some talent, and we'll start to build up next year.
2: Absolutely. Uh, it's not going
1: to take five years. I see people saying that, and, and no, it's not. Not if they do their jobs right.
2: Exactly. Well, right. Six draft picks in the first three rounds next year, six draft picks in the first three rounds the following year. Uh-huh.
1: That's 25% of your team.
2: It, absolutely. And then the amount of money that we have. Yeah, add know, the free agents in. Add it, the free agents in, and, and it, it can be a quick, quick turnaround. Absolutely, Mike. And, I mean, I'm, right and now, I'm not
1: saying every one of those draft picks are going to work out or they're not going to trade a few of them. These things are all possible. But the point is they have the ammunition to do whatever they want to do. And that's important, and they know what they need to do. So just relax, let them do it, and then let's judge.
2: Look, look, look at the team as a whole. I mean, look at them. Okay, okay. now you're looking at h- how many stars do we have on the team, guys?
1: Xavier and Howard.
2: Jim, agreed? Yeah, past
0: Xavier and Howard, it's kind of tough to to call anybody else a star.
2: Exactly. So, you know, you're going up against New England. Now, obviously, they're, they're the uh, world champs. But even last week, you know, look at the star power. You know, Baltimore's got some players there. They've got a great head coach. They have an established group of coaching and and players there. And, and
1: the majority of the players know the system.
2: They know the system. Uh, you know, there's so many advantages that teams are going to have playing against us. And, and our fans have to understand and be realistic about that, that we are under-talented Every team that we play is going to have more talent on the field than we do. We have one guy right now that is a star player in the NFL. Other teams have numerous. I mean, New England just on offense alone has, you know, probably a half a dozen. So the point is, is that just, you know, be patient. We will get to that point. You know, we've got to start – drafting playmakers on both sides of the football and you'll see things change extremely quickly
1: that is correct you said it perfectly all right guys uh, that's gonna be it for this evening i, I look forward to the game sunday i, I hope they improve a little bit uh, i'd like to see baker have a better game few other players i'd like to see have a better game and i think they will um with that i'm gonna say fins up fins up everybody
2: Fins up, Dolphins.
1: We'll see you next Monday. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.